0: What are we doing this for?
1: This is for Django Inspired. Spire. Inspired, and And yeah. your, yours? Well, I'm, I'm Jet Benes. Is it Django in, in conjunction with Jet Benes? No. It's, we're all just coming together to okay. have some to yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Good to know. Alright, so maybe I'll we'll oh. just swing this around. Do you want to start, Ellie? Yeah.
2: All so, right. um... Welcome, everybody. This is the first... Ever uh, podcast from Jingle Inspired. I'm here with Marty Wiesel, Ellie Goldsmith. How's it going? It's uh, great to be here. We're really excited, uh, and we're going to try to bring you guys a little bit of uh, wisdom, some good food for thought. So, um, so with you, Ellie Goldsmith, introduce yourself. Tell yeah, about yourself. My name is Ellie Goldsmith, and um, I've been in as
0: Well for over 20 years. I come originally from London, North London, North West London, to be more specific, and uh, I didn't grow up so connected Jewish-wise. But um, where we would say a secular, traditional family. And um, they were in the music business, entertainment world. That was my upbringing. And um, had, a, thank God, a good life in London. And moved at the age of 18 to Israel um, for a more spiritual focus. And now it's about bringing everything together, unifying my whole journey. And thank God I have a family and live here in Ushalaam, just five minutes down the road. And uh, you know I'm happy to join you. So let's see what you want
1: to know. <laughs> yeah, thanks this I'm really excited. Yeah. Pleasure. Yeah, when Ellie when Ellie first told me about that we're meeting you, I actually didn't know anything about you. Um, and he sent me your website, he sent me a lot of things about you and I was just I was really just blown away about how much you achieved and how much you basically in a, it seems like in a short very short period of time you were able to just jump. And so that's really what I wanna know. I wanna know like like what first a couple like failures. Because, obviously in order any anybody who's successful has you know, I had failures in the past and therefore, like which failures have you learned from and um, how you managed to achieve so much in such a short period of time?
0: Well, thank you so much. Um, I would like to just, you know, start off just with an introduction to that question. I think it's a very important question. The idea of public victory or being successful and what people consider success nowadays is obviously, you know, different measuring sticks. But for me personally, like what I consider success is one thing is to consistently continue using your talents as much as possible that God gave you and to be able to constantly challenge yourself to grow. And I think that that consistency, as someone once called me, um, I was described online, and this will sort of explain a little bit some of the challenges I had. Um, and this, I wouldn't say failures, because every failure is an opportunity, as a, you know, as Gedalia who I'm good friends with him, quote, would say and we're visiting him soon. he He said the idea that you should learn about from your failures to get up quick. It's not about the failure, it's about how quick you learn from it. So this concept is uh is what fueled me back in the day when I first started doing public events in Israel, because I already as I said, it came from the music world, entertainment world. I was already running events in London and had a successful experience there mostly. Um, when I wasn't successful because I wasn't really interested anymore. And it was other people, the partnership carried on and I said I don't really want to anymore. So I was forced to continue at that point and then it wasn't successful because my heart wasn't in it. So I do think there's very much to do to answer your question directly with how much you want to do it and how much you put energy and passion into it. Also to make sure once again you have a good team and so when I moved to Israel, like, I had to develop a team of people that I was connected to. And for that first things first is friendship and connection, relationships, building up real relationships, finding my soulmate so that I could, you know, firstly, most importantly, build my own family structure and develop that. And, um, and then it goes into other aspects, like I was always doing kumzits and yeshiva, even if it was yeshiva that didn't usually do that kind of stuff, i push them, make music events, kids need it, I need it. And I had the opportunity to perform. I actually am a musician myself. And that gave a lot of like channeling for me during my yeshiva years. And then when I went into the rabbi world, which was sort of pushed through uh, you know, different circumstances of one, I wanted to stay in learning, but you know, you can't always do that in every situation. And people were like, no, you should teach, start teaching. And I went at night, became the midnight rabbi, because there was so much chi- children and youth on the streets at night from seeing in town and seeing around and around. And all the guys who I would teach in the earlier times were like still sleeping half the morning and later. So I've got to be there on the streets. So I've got to be a midnight rabbi. So I saw from the way the world was and where things trends and what people are up to and patterns where I need to be. So I became something unique. The kids themselves called me the Midnight Rabbi. I didn't label it myself. And I also saw the YU had just gone through a change. They weren't able to do the Unity Concert, or whatever they called it, the Bands Concert for shivas. So I stepped forth, and I'd already done a few smaller events, and um, we scaled that up to the Unity of Bands Concert, which was well attended over 700 people in a great synagogue, and that was in 2009. So there was like an eight to nine year experience here where it was more low-key stuff I was doing because I was developing myself spiritually and my family. And I wasn't interested so much at that point of going back into the world so much. But then it came back around to now where I realized that everything I grew up with is all tools and facing the world, dealing with the world and facing that. So what was the challenge? I was known as Ellie... P music on Facebook because one there was at that time you know we're all on Facebook now but back in the day a lot of rabbis a lot of people were like nervous about what Facebook's gonna do and probably some are still now but it was like an an obvious distrust of the whole network and and its its gradual use of all their students and how everyone was involved in it so I, I gave myself a pen name so it wouldn't be my actual name and someone said what's the P stand for I said, uh, there was a guy called Ellie P who he was helping me, so we sort of combined it with the idea of music. And my name's Ellie. So he said, No, the P stands for persistency. Because I've noticed with you, it was my uncle actually. He said, You're always persistent. One of my uncles is a famous music guy called Harvey Goldsmith. He's done like the biggest events on earth, and my father and my brother are still working in that world and were with him during those times, and specifically my father. And it was an amazing experience, like growing up, seeing such large events like Live Aid, for example, which is massive, you know, like. Everyone recently got reconnected to it through uh, the Freddie Mercury film that came out of Bohemian Rhapsody. So that was something which, growing up at such large-scale events and seeing the power of an event, was like, how can I bring that over here? So obviously, it's a whole different scale. But what I did is with all the Yeshivas, I marketed amongst all the Bokken themselves that they should themselves should be their representative for their group. And that's how I did it in London as well. I don't want to give away all the tricks of the trade, but basically, each place there was one person who was my spokesperson for me and they, what did they get, they got free tickets, they got the honor of being involved in the event, they gave them some, something to do and they weren't learning or doing, you know, and a lot of play, uh, yeshivas used their time, spare time, instead of going out to town they would play music together in the studio, which in my opinion is much more important to give guys creative channels. So I was using that whole focus, but the, what was the failure aspect that you would say? I wouldn't say it was a failure, but the fact was that there wasn't support from the overall yeshiva world for such a concert, because we did have uh, and women attending. And that was an issue which, even till today, is still going on politically right now in Israel with like how a concert should be done and what's allowed. And I personally, once that happened, I sort of lost my momentum. I did a few more events after, and then a Hekel Shlomo, and a few other things. But I realized that to do large public events in Israel is always going to be quite politically involved and religious issues and also just to getting the finances and infrastructure. So I took a bit more of a uh, step back and started doing smaller events again in programs like Yeshiva Tashrena, we had Mrs. Blackcomb, and, and Ari Lesser and Star at the time, they just re-released some new music and lots of other well-known bands, Laser Lloyds, uh, Solomon Brothers. Um, it was amazing, you know, like we did a lot of good stuff and it was all within a small program. And there was a Beit Shemesh Educational Center, which I worked at. We did a few concerts there using their facilities. And Why Love came at that time. Um, we didn't know his full story, but he came. And there was other musicians um, came, and Shine came. And it was an interesting time period. So what I would say would be some of the failures was is not being so naive about some of the challenges ahead, thinking ahead a little bit, what the system you're dealing with. And also, I started to realize that, like for example, once I started managing this in black, and um, that was in the last few years, and also to being his booking agent and other artists' booking agents, I realised that you know you have to really work with where there's an openness and where there's financial ability, and rather than putting too much energy in places where you can't really pay your bills from it, or you can't really cover yourself and, and get enough support from the infrastructure. So, for example, when you book Miss and Black, like the whole infrastructure is there, and we bring him, and it's it's a Uh, an honorable event and there's payment and contracts and everything done in a professional manner and this leads it to be uh, in a way that um, none of the like side issues come up Hopefully, now there are sometimes once in a while some voices here and there but once again if you're focused on your passion and you believe in it and I do believe in the power of unity inspiration and now my main project is Rav Shola bringing him to America and hopefully some other countries as well and you know there's North America, Central America but this idea of experiencing events and bringing people together especially now how much we are all, all of us including me are in our phones yeah so we're all very attached to our phones to get people out of their personal space and bring them into that public venue I spoke about this in my class on our site, of Israel, and is Our Future, this branding I'm making for Rev Oresh, this concept of, with God's help, of making something that explains a public victory, of joining together as a win-win environment where everybody gains, Where it's not just about what I composed and what my company achieves, but collaborative ex- uh, experiences that really make, to scale large events, it's gonna have to have that kind of element. And I haven't yet, that's why when you said I'm successful at the beginning of your question, I haven't yet got to that. I plan and do plan to make a massive unity concert that will be like a live aid concert, but basically from Jerusalem around the whole world. It will be like a process of how t- A of obstacles to... Yeah, Jerusalem, Jerusalem already is complicated enough, and then to have it you know, live stream to London and to continue the event in, on in London and then to New York and then to LA, you know, as the day goes on, in one day, four huge events, and maybe even further to the other side, to Australia, and to, you know, to really build up maybe in South Africa, to have it like a global event of unity, and the whole focus is that all the different creative artists, musicians, speakers should come together and create a unity experience. I could do that maybe at least online in my own blog and do it in my mind and post about it. But like actually yeah, but to actually logistically do that. So one of the things I am trying to do with Raborish, which is I feel his his Muna Torah is so universal and has ability to unify everybody, not just the Jewish world but the the greater world, yeah the non-jewish world, the whole world uh, is in, in a concept of unity, is that Raborish his his teachings have ability to give everyone encouragement of Amuna. And Unity, I feel very connected, and the Shabbat Project have agreed to help us. Because every time, so far since I've been involved, we're making a tour, it's on the weekend of the Shabbat Project. And last year we did in Cleveland. It was a very successful, well-attended event. The Shabbat Project just helped add that that, um, unifying experience that we were all keeping Shabbat together in Cleveland, as well as the world. And then, so to this time, we're going to be in Muncie in New York. To have the Shabbat project, and we'll make Malabar Malka. We're going to try and make a big event in five towns the next day with, with the Shabbat project involved. And please go to the chief rabbi, if he's going to write us a letter of support. And it's going to be basically the concept of bringing that unity experience that Shabbat brings, that Amunah brings, that say, oh, so you're not Jewish. So, okay, it's a disconnect to reconnect. It doesn't have to be you keep Shabbat, but you can at least turn off your phone for once a week. And I think that's something that in the busy, high-level world of L.A. and you know San Francisco and, and all the different you know, high-tech centers, they've started to realize that they need to have for mindfulness, for calmness, and well-being, they need to have a time in the week where they just disconnect. So I think there's certain concepts that are universal that everybody can relate to, and Judaism ha- doesn't have a monopoly on it. It's about developing the inspiration about these true, universal truths, that everyone can unify with. And music is one of them. Um, Amuna is one of them. And successful business practice, how to build a new company, like you guys are probably in the process. Like That is something which everybody on some level can relate to who's involved in that. There's certain things that everybody's going through, like the struggles of life, that we can unify on rather than be divisive about. And I think that the, the path of success for me is to go with that concept very clear of unif- unity and to find different avenues how that can work in, in all different s- situations so how you say how I dealt with the failures was to come up with solutions that are that are the opposite of that challenge you know like in terms of this this unity or you know this political persuasion or this religious persuasion or this um, you know to try to come up with events that arise above that and at the same time are respectful to those people like you know because it's all those different opinions it's like trying to find a voice that respects everyone and is inclusive and it can come from torah values it doesn't have to be a contradiction that the Torah has a very specific system of how it functions it shouldn't contradict with this concept of unity if it's if it's understood truly to its end Very cool. so I think that 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 gets rid of the failures like
2: because in the end everything is success everything is unified amazing how you said it comes from like the opposite effect a little bit yeah where we have the social media yeah. and it's and people are just getting too drawn into it yeah so then you, you actually use the power of social media to connect to the whole world bring people together in all these different places and uh yeah and and then they are using the very tool that's driving people away from it to bring people back together yeah and to disconnect from it at the same time it's like it's totally counterintuitive yeah.
1: almost
0: yeah it is is. I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna I, the,
1: I think yeah, Ellie's like on, hold on, on, hold on cool with that yeah. Big time. Not just, I know, it doesn't record. Um, we'll take it back. Just like sure. give one one last sentence, and then say your and then say what you said. Okay. connecting it. Just nice like, to recap. Like yes. Yeah, so
0: a recap, so this idea of fa- failure to success. I said a lot of points about measuring stick and many things I can't all repeat in short. But the the main clear point is that if you're looking for this unity flow in your overall life, this inspired flow you know, janglers, if I were looking for something inspirational, we are able to draw out from every challenge, every obstacle, every divisiveness, the opposite or the, or the level that rises above that challenge. For example, there's a unity flow that you can still respect everyone, still involve, be inclusive as much as possible, but at the same time create events, create music, create online content that is relatable and universal. And that can give an ability for us to all communicate on a higher level, and I think there is a m- massive need for it. Because you just mentioned about online, it seems like there's become a massive increase in loneliness, or, or um, I don't know what the word is, but divisiveness is a specific Segreg-
2: word. Segregation, or people
0: are like in their yeah. feeds are only seeing you know one side of the story, like uh, uh, you know politically so. or whatever it is. To be able to create events that are uni- unifying, and get us out of our personal space into a private space that's safe and positive for everyone to be there. And I think online there's opportunities to create safe spaces where there's mutual respect and there's rules to, to monitor that and make it work. And then there's also in in the venues and the events we're going to try to plan and the communal res- rules that are around to try respect the communities and respect what they want and how they want to go about it and to work together to try in a determined way. because I mentioned to you, I'm very persistent and very determined. You have to really want it. And you know if I had ask like my uncle, how was he able to manage some of the biggest stars in history, you know like and and create the biggest events in history, it was that one. He was very truthful. He told me to the artists, to the creatives, to the people involved, "I'll be straight with you, like about what needs to improve." And sometimes that can be very difficult. I'll say that that's a challenge I'm still working on because some of the artists and creatives don't always want to hear the constructive advice because they're maybe their ego, maybe they, they they disagree, or so you've got to find a way that they can understand on their level and what what they're in. That they have a vessel to to internalize that point, but also. There's also not just being truthful, there's also this concept of, of uh, being really determined to give up of your time for these projects. And that needs support from your wife, from your family around you. And that takes a lot of investment the other way that you should, to, and I don't know if everyone gets this right, right in, the, in the music entertainment you know, you know, unity world of, of events and, and creation, creativity. To be able to constantly balance out that you should still be a good father or a good husband or a good, you know, relationship person, that it shouldn't be a conflict of, of interests. Like, you should, like you said about this, online, there's a lot of counterintuitive experiences. With, but that's the whole point. That if you're really determined about your mission statement and what your goals are, then you should know that online you're also going to maintain that standard. You're not going that's to get the noise. The, yeah, you're not going to get caught up in uh, arguing with people online or political discussions that are just going nowhere. You're going to keep yourself focused that the content is positive, the content is unifying. And it hasn't brought me success doing that, honestly, like in a, in a numbers game. What, what works on a numbers game is being controversial, making, you know, loud statements, loud statements you know, not so trustworthy, posting. Like, and I've had those fools myself. and I would say they were my failures. When I didn't live up to my value system, I wasn't trustworthy on certain things I did in the past because I posted something that I knew deep down that person didn't want. Like some famous musician didn't want that posted, but I, I had the video, I had the post. It was, an, it was a, a. It might have been a short term win. Short term, long term. It lost that person's trust, and it's only years later I've had to get rebuild that trust. And maybe in some ways you never rebuild it fully, fully. So that's why it's very important, before you think about your social media gains, that you try and cover all your bases, be as, as much open as possible, more disclosure to the people, what you're doing. You know, just be very straight with people what you're trying to do. And when you have those moments where you think, you know, I'll just shortcut it and make some short-term success, usually that's not going to work. So really, always go for the long-term, which is real relationships. Build those real relationships. And if you've done something wrong, own up to it, apologize. I remember I had a Yom Kippur. The whole Yom Kippur was literally just praying on this incident. Like, forget about all the other things I need, <laughs> You know, clean, clean up because it's a cleaning process Yom Kippur. It's not something negative. Like, I don't know if anyone's seen Ishai Rebo's new song, but Ishai, Ishai Rebo. Sorry, his new song is so amazing of of, of the Seder Avoda of name of Yom Kippur. You oh, yeah. see how the new music, or like Zusha's new music, are very artistic or. You know, it's, there's such ability, and I have a new artist, Otsa, really loves music. They're just music is very artistic, very creative, and it takes you into another world of, and that's really what prayer, like Rev. Shagfai Medelovitch once said a long time ago, just as Yotsa yesterday. He was the Adas, and a lot of my rabbis came out of there. He said that the, the prayer is this idea of thinking about this world of, of praying, or speaking out about this world of truth that, that truly exists, but it's it's all, you have to use your imagination, your creative aspects to develop that. You have to build this vision of what the base of what unity, what an ultimate unity event looks like, to then pray for it. You have to paint this image in your mind of what Shalom Vaya, fam, happy families, what successful business, what success, you have to through and then pray for that. So you visualize
2: it, Visualize exactly. it out, and then you act it
0: out. Exactly. And then it becomes reality, the more you pray, and more you think about it. Like in the Bhavichar Rebbe, they said he was always there in the base of English. His mind was always in that world because he knew it. And there's numerous proofs of his, different people that came to meet with him, how he was always in that world of truth and in his mind of how of, of the true picture of what the world should look like. And now it's just a matter of how we bring every all the pieces together. So that's really like this ultimate... Vision of mankind can drive us in our in our daily life and when we start to see we're falling short of that ourselves that's really where the failures are that we need to fix quickly and that's that's the larger picture of our journey like what is your media content going to do for the Jewish people and the world to make it a better world if you care about that like what's going to be your larger goal and that's going to fuel you on a whole deeper level than just you know do I survive do I pay my bills? How do I do all that needs to be taken care of as well. Yeah, all the contract stuff, and you need to do things professionally and straight, and be consistent, and different business values, which I'm happy to talk about. I've done consulting, and I'm happy to do that for people. You have to do that, and I'm, I've got a lot to learn myself. But the idea is that you have to have those foundations in the practical sense, but you also have to have the larger vision of it, and that will give it a whole different lift. So then, even if it gets difficult, and it does, Honestly, like I've had years where there's not much going on, and social media, when, when I was at the beginning and the last few years, it was like, well, how long am I going to be at like this level online and this thing? So you start to feel a little bit frustrated, and so what you have to do, in my opinion, is just keep going ahead, keep finding new, new innovative ways to put the content out, you know, podcasting's now become very big. You know, there's there's different online resources that we have, Instagram, and Instagram's going to developing. Pay attention to the developments. Keep yourself in with what's in. I don't think I can be a Snapchat guy. I don't think I can be at the level of young teenagers, honestly. Just like, miss that boat, you know? You can't always mm-hmm. be what you're not. But maybe then work with someone who is, you know? Like, you have
2: to like... Use the, the tools, it, but keep the vision steady. Yeah. The tools are always changing, Yeah, to reach the people. But yeah, and like
0: the people, thank God, who are successful, are communicating, like Rabbi Sachs. And they know how to communicate to a large audience. And in the Jewish world, there's so much room now. Like we're becoming more public, more and more public. How do we now communicate it that, it that it's a positive message, that it's a true message, and it's consistent with our mission in the world as a Jewish people? How do we communicate that? And how do we unify it, that there's some sort of one unified voice of what we represent? At least on some basic, like clear, simple values, the essence, the essence, the essence. Yeah. So I think all the different media people have that opportunity to add to that universal voice of the Jewish people, rather than make it so divisive. I don't think that. I don't think anyone long term is going to gain. It's all just short term, you know, uh, defeatism mindset. It's not optimistic. It's not the larger picture. And I'd like the world to wake up on that. Um, and the Jewish world to wake up on that larger picture way of viewing things. And thank God there are people out there who are putting it out in a professional way. Like I said, Rabbi Wawei Jacobson, also Moshe Weinberg, there's a long list of rabbis. And like I said, by Sean Morris in the concept of Amuna is the most clear and the most you know, written, he's written the most amount of works about it that anyone can just pick up one of his books on any area and the of Muna series and just gain from how to have a Muna in their specific thing, having a challenge with and the overall picture of what Muna adds to your life and I think it's something which is a growing movement in the world whether it's Raborish or the concepts of a Munna are growing everyone needs to have some basic intrinsic faith in themselves faith in a higher force, like the whole 12 steps world Mm-hmm. Needs that. Right. It's part of the reality of the whole, you know, well-being world, mindfulness. Everyone needs this foundation of a muna of something, a belief in something beyond yourself, and a, a soul and a, a universal force that binds us all together. And I think everyone can agree on that. So yeah, once right again, right. that will be
1: back to your question with a success. Right. Just so go. short sure. yeah. And then you're going to continue and say,
0: back wait, to you're your question. Wait,
1: wait, I sit down. Yes. Okay, so back to my question.
0: Back to your question of success, I think that there's a, you know, once again, it's what your measuring stick is, and my measuring stick is a very broad, large measuring stick, but I think where the real success will be on the daily interactions, like the fact that you contacted me and reached out, and that we can make an interview like this, and I don't work for your institute, you don't work for mine, and it's not a money thing always. It's about building a bigger picture. Right. And then I believe all the money, all the contracts, all the business stuff will work out if you're building that bigger picture. And if you lose sight of that bigger picture of unity and unification and larger goals in life of, of being a normal, healthy person and not getting crazy about your job and like losing all like your value system and just for the sake of money or whatever it is, if you start losing that bigger picture, I think that then that's the, the biggest failure there is. You know, like, say you have a genius, like, you know, Einstein. If in the end, of all his genius, he did, he loses sight of godliness, and that there was a creative force in the world, then all his genius was for naught, you know? It like, has to end off with the one, that makes sense of all the zeros that he's so holding at, Right.
2: Even and in your whole life, right, your business, your family, everything yeah. has to have really the same yeah. who you are, what's your essence of what you're trying to actually achieve in this world at the end yeah. of the day. And I think then that makes sense of every post I've ever done online, every
0: single event I've done, every single hosting on Shabbat, every single meeting with a guy on the street, or any time you know I was with my family, or um, we're sitting here now, it's, it's for a larger goal in life and picture, and suddenly you feel like, wow, I'm fulfilled, I'm doing something It's meaningful, and now I can have happiness, now I'm, now I'm happy. Because up until then, the drugs, the alcohol, and everything else that everyone's doing to try to fill the space, including addiction to the phones, and I have that struggle myself, you know not with the drugs alcohol the phones like you know that that's not going to in long term you're not going to forget that fulfillment you're just how many likes is not going to do it ask anyone in in the show business in hollywood you know i'm friends of uh, somewhat online and i met him one time and he came to the drug, I called lewis house i went out of my way to meet with him because and i one of the reasons why i just wanted to say thank you for all your content because his content is good positive you know he's out there in la with all the contradictions going on and all the different ways of thinking and all the high tech and and show business stuff going down and yet he's still able to keep himself somewhat clear that his message is very positive and encouraging and developmental and thoughtful and it's nice to see this there's good stuff out there in the in the general world and it's online and it's available and there are people who are working hard on themselves to try to come to the truth i feel that you know there's a whole obligation on you and me to get that truth out there through the media content that the people like Oprah should know more about. Well, what's the Torah viewpoint? What's the Hasidic viewpoint? Right. What's this unified viewpoint that we have? Like she did do one-time interview with some Chabad women. She's touched on it a little bit. For someone on that scale to have more of a connection to our world and not what the media portrays, which is all this disunity and and I don't know. The people they video are like the worst representatives. And you know, try and like get out of that that low-level PR and. Get us up to the true PR, which is people who are living up to the teachings, or at least trying to, and being authentic about it. And I think my voice is one of them. I think that you know, in every place there's going to be challenges, yeah. And within each institute, there's going to be challenges. But the the key is to focus on the core values of that institute. The person who's got, who's the, the the showcase, and also the people that work there that represent it are trying to represent a true value system. And I think that we all have an obligation online to present that positive picture and to excuse me, to give a lot of time to people online that they should be able to voice their opinion back. So I'd like to hear more questions, I've spoken a lot.
2: Yes. <laughs> well, that was a very detailed answer, I yeah. mean we went through a lot, yeah. a lot of different topics with that.
0: So now I'm going to say very short answers so you can get
2: a lot of questions in. Okay. And then we'll end. I, think, I think you answered most of my questions. I had a few questions though yeah. along the way. Um, you mentioned that way back in the earlier on that uh, in Israel it's very hard to get a big event going, right, because of all the different political issues. Yeah. Are, are those issues mostly based on religious uh, issues? Or?
0: I would say not. I would say unfortunately that the political system and religious system has um, been portrayed in the media um, for different agendas, to be very div- dis- div- divisive and uh, you know I don't have to comment on it, you just look anywhere online and see it going on unfortunately so the point is not I wouldn't put pinpoint it to anybody or anything specific especially not religion I would say that it's something which is a you know religion personally if people ask me am I religious I would say I'm spiritual like I grew up secular and I became religious that's how we would technically describe it right but I wouldn't want to stay with that technical description I wouldn't want to define myself that way I would just say it's been a spiritual journey that I've unified from what I experienced as a, as a person who didn't know much about my own heritage to mm-hmm. someone who knows a lot more, not everything, but a lot more, and I still have a connection with people who know much more than me, and they're the ones who guide me in the Jewish heritage understandings and the, how to bring it out. But I would never pinpoint um, any specific thing, because it, unless it's very, for a very big purpose that we can actually, in a positive way, do something about it.
2: Right. The reason yeah. I'm asking, really, is because I, know, I knew we were on a whole tour in, in America now, yeah. and I wanted to know, does that carry over at all into that, or just totally so unrelated? when
0: I go to America, it seems just like there's just a lot of openness and respect to what we're trying to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I thank God never come into a community where there's been a disrespect. Mm-hmm. Thank God, it never happened to me, you know? Um, you know? That's one unfortunate to say that, because I'm sure there are stories, uh, but I don't know. And two, that um, I do think like if you keep positive people around you and try to keep the message positive and pure as much as possible, you pray a lot for it to work out. Ravorosh is praying all the time that his trip should be successful. And um, you constantly, you know, when I was with Nissen Black, he prayed and prayed all our different uh, events should go well. And, you know, doing this, talking to Hashem and asking God, you know, we're going to Uman soon, we're going to make a unity event. in Uman, how's that unity? Because it's, it's a non Um, financial event where we're basically just giving a space for Rav Oresh to be translated into English. I'm also speaking a little bit, but the main point is that we should take a very holy rabbi, translate into English, it's a space we have there from Rav Oresh as a shul, and there's no political involvement, no money involved, we're not asking for money, you know, there's no, I haven't requested any sponsorship for it, maybe a thing on the website, there is someone posted it incorrectly and actually did ask ask someone to take that, take that off, because it says for Information or to sponsor? I ne- I never said that. I'm going to ask them to take that down. I want it just information. People come, have an experience. No outside influences. Yeah, just give content sometimes. A good message. Like you know, Gary Vaynerchuk always says, give, give, give. You know, that's the, that's the true like successful people now who are just giving so much content, and then that will spill over to eventual you know, support and financial benefit
2: for sure. Because he's definitely all about long term. Yeah. Like give up on the short term yeah. and just be real and yeah. honest. Yeah, human resources and he's a Jew as well, so he has that in his pocket also.
0: But like you know, the point is that there's so much ability to to do things right. So that would be my short answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's
2: do uh last time. So we're recording again? I'm just yeah. Standing. Okay, cool. I want to
1: keep some content as well. Yeah, that's great. Um wait so So our goal is really to wait, remember, to we gotta we gotta station, ask, right? we gotta I guess. So maybe so you just you just finish so you'd be like so maybe
2: come you to just, me like say do you have any
1: questions and we'll maybe we'll, we'll say right. like maybe So just, do, you have,
2: do you have any questions like, for us
1: yeah so m- my main question is the
0: how can I be of help to you guys like I've said a lot of stuff but I want to now specifically know what what
2: in terms of my experience would be helpful in for- yeah I said it right that time yeah with uh, Ellie Golson we have Jet Venues with Marisol mm-hmm. and I'm Ben and we're doing
1: Jingle Inspired thank you. Thanks yeah, nice for being here guys. Thank Perfect. you so much. Thank you guys for watching and uh tune in next time. Amen. Right. Yeah, yeah, well I'm I mean, I just, just listening to you really really ingrained something like something that I believed in for, for many years, which is that the most successful people are always the, the best people. Like the people that are, you know, you want to be friends with and the people that are just they're not just you know, they're good people. And it, it really this really, you know, proved it is that you know, at the end of the day, like you were saying, that at the end of the day, what's the people that go far and, you know, maybe lose out in the short term, but at the end of the day they come out ahead are the people that actually care and um, are doing things because they're passionate about it, which is something that, you know, that I, I connect really with, I guess, both of you guys, um, is that, you know, I'm very passionate about people that, you know, they have a field that they're interested in and they figure out how to make it work and how to incorporate, you know, their life. And you said you grew up secular and now you're religious, so the same thing, like you... You still have the spiritual. same goals, spiritual. <laughs> but you, you still have the same goals, but you, you know, you don't let it bother you. you. You just bring everything that you have and everything that Hashem gave you, and you're able to bring it into your career life, into your family life, which is really, it's really amazing. And um, and then what I really appreciate what you said, which was about, you know, don't call them failures. It's basically they're challenges. And with everything, you know, every challenge along the way, there's room to grow and there's room to, um, to basically advance. So. I mean, that just, it just inspired me. Gave even today, we faced
2: a nice amount of challenges just getting set up here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I,
2: I expected it to go a lot, a lot harder, right? The first time you're setting up a podcast or anything, and and just somehow it, it all came together. It just it's, it's really, it's really motivational. I feel like we're doing the right thing here. It's really exciting. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I'm so going to say back to you both now in terms of your positive feedback and answer you, because you never really asked specifically what would you want now to me to tell you. So I'm gonna sense out from what you have said, what I think I should end off with, end off message is that, for example, with Ellie, like, you know, for Django, like, without getting into specifics, what you know, what's going on in your company and everything else, but the bottom line is there's such potential, such a website with a following. I was always looking for my job opportunities through Django in the last, you know, many, many years, and, and I have appreciation for their service, and you know, and then you're now directly involved with it, you have an opportunity, you have a space of people and they're waiting for some good content in my opinion. Like they literally are waiting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, to develop the, the social media sites to to the fullest as much as you can, try thinking more innovative ways to develop those places those spaces that people would want to see the content, make it interesting, appealing, you know, be be creative but also be according to what's working. You know, mm-hmm. don't try as they always say, you know, create a new a new way which doesn't work. Yeah, just go with the existing successful paths and develop them in a creative manner. you know, and uh, I think that, you know, that there's an opportunity for, like I said, online to really go beyond just Israel and our local, local communities like Ramaphat Shemesh and Jerusalem and, you know, they're, they're, they're important communities and special communities and they can influence the world in big ways, but there's also the larger online community that is watching and waiting for good content, and it's in our in our shoulders a little bit. If we're the ones tapping the buttons and making it happen, and even the ones like creating, for example, this. Like, big respect to you. You've done it. You've made this. This is the first one. Right. You know, please God, it to just grow and grow. Like we pray to Hashem, we ask Him to help us. You know, that is the first step to thank Him that we managed to do this one today, and from thanking, it will bring, open up the doors to more successful interviews like this that would create options for other voices to speak and that would be like a stepping stone in the right direction yeah, yeah. Um, and then for you to make a media a successful safe media space in jerusalem that can get out good quality media for dance for music for artists for all kinds of scenarios this is needed big time and it's just a matter of getting a very trusted client base that can be your support Fan base to bring more people, more business, and to make sure that you live up to your goals and standards. And you know, you're, I mentioned before making sure everything's done in a timely fashion and try as much as possible. And if not, be be uh, authentic about it, be real, take responsibility, and then come up with even better stuff than they were even expecting. You know, say much less, do much more. That kind of mindset. You know, and that I think together those two things. Like if you do work that way as a collaborative team, and I'm happy to be of help as well as much time of, uh, as I have, because I'm traveling to London, to the Ukraine, to North America, and Central America. There's a lot going on, there's Yomtad in the middle, so we've got a lot going on, and you know we've got to just work together as much as we can and just add to each other's success, and I think that that win-win mindset will be a big key, um, especially Pasha and that's where we're at now, will be a big key to build lead- new leaders for the next generation online. We should have a leadership of the positivity and, and uh, <laughs> good quality media that the world enjoys and changes to, to the good. Please go. Amen. Inspires. I think we're all inspire, right? That would be the key word, inspiration.